0: (laughs)
1: Voices of the Valley Spartans, and welcome to this episode of Voices in the Valley, a podcast featuring various students and staff from Pleasant Valley talking about all things PV. We're your hosts for this episode, Jay Jepson and Aya Alshika. And today, we're going to talk about the different challenges and triumphs of being an editor-in-chief at a high school publication. So to start, I am the editor-in-chief of our print
0: newspaper, which is called The Spartan Shield. And I'm
1: editor-in-chief of our online newspaper, The Spartan Shield Online.
0: Yeah, so both of us are obviously girls being editor-in-chiefs at our papers, and all of the editor-in-chiefs at our school are women. And so I feel like there are, there's, there's a different territory that kind of comes with being a woman in this role.
1: Have you, can you talk about all of the kind of criticisms that we've faced from boys at our school? Yeah, I mean, there's always going to be people that have criticisms, no matter like who you are as a leader. But I think, especially as a female leader, you end up getting some stuff that maybe a male editor in chief wouldn't get. Um, I know that both of us have heard from people that we tackle too many feminine topics. Um, that's actually something that came up with you with your second and first first, or first edition first. this year. Yeah,
0: our first edition was about feminism. It was about Barbie and Taylor Swift and all of like the new wave of feminist movements that have kind of emerged from these various. Um, things in the me- these phenomena in the media, and basically we just experienced a lot of uh, criticism from that, just from boys at our school that were saying, oh, it's so typical for an all-female staff to be writing about feminism, they, they just said it was so typical. And while I don't think that's true, I think it was a good perspective for us to have that that's how they felt. Our second edition was about sports, so of course it was a very big um, mm-hmm. dichotomy there, And so I just, I I feel like we made an effort to show that we can be well-versed, but there's always going to be criticism when you're writing about typical subjects.
1: Yeah, and I think if you think about, like, what if we had had, like, a male editor-in-chief or, like, a more diverse staff with guys and girls, then nobody would be saying, like, oh, of course the girls are writing about, like, feminine topics. I think Mm -hmm. no matter what you're going to write about, like,
0: it's, it's, yeah, it's not about the staff. They're not writing about their own lives. That's not what, where it's coming from,
1: you know? It's what's relevant. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Um, so, yeah, just as leaders, I think there are also just, even beyond just being women in this role, I think just being a leader in general also comes with its own set of struggles and its own set of sort of like how you choose to lead and how you kind of come to terms with being a leader and what that looks like for you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's really been like kind of a learning curve, Mm -hmm. especially in the first semester. We have very different setups for how our staffs run um, and even like our size. Like I have two classes of honors journalism that work for the Shield online. Um, That's 38 people total writing an article every week. Um, And I actually have an assistant editor in chief to help me manage that number. But your setup is different.
0: Yeah, my setup is a staff of 14 girls. So it is a lot smaller, but it definitely comes with its own territory. I mean, we do not just articles. We do design. We do yearbook. We do a lot of, like, different, like, medias. And so it can be a challenge to sort of let people have their creative liberties when it comes to especially design stuff. I tend to be a little bit of a dictator when it comes to those things. I like to edit a lot. I like to make big changes if I think it's necessary just because I want everything to be perfect. So I need to learn how to kind of let go, and that has been a learning curve this semester.
1: Yeah, I think I sort of do a similar thing with editing people's articles. I'll go in and, as an editor, my job is to make it, like, obviously to make their work better, but it should still be the work of the original writer. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have to avoid my temptation sometimes to change wording just to something that I think sounds better. Mm -hmm. So if there's something that I think, like, the wording is really off, I'll change it, but I'm trying to get better at not messing with something that's like just as good but more pleasing to my ear. Mm -hmm. Um, That's something I've, I feel like I've done that ever since I started editing anyone's work Mm -hmm. and I'm getting better and better.
0: Yeah, and of course like when you're editing people's articles you're always going to get some sort of feedback from your staff whether it's frustration or you know sometimes they're thankful if you edit their stuff and they're like thank you for making it better but sometimes and a lot of the times they get frustrated <laughs> when you make big changes and they feel like their work was sort of, if they worked hard on something just for it to be changed, that can be very frustrating, which I do understand, which is why it is important to let them kind of keep their voice in their own articles yeah, for and sure. not over edit and change everything they do because, I mean, people do have attachments to the things that they create, so.
1: It was especially, I don't know if it, you felt this way, but at the very beginning of the year for me people weren't used to like the formatting of like writing an article and writing an AP style. And, you know, you have to keep third, per- keep um, first person completely out of it. You can't have any like you ideas. Um, and I would have people like, I would always leave a comment at the end at the beginning and be like, this was a really good article and point out what I liked. And then people would like make fun of me. They'd be like, you said this was a great article and then you changed every single thing <laughs> that I wrote. Um, yeah. So I think, it's also part of like making sure your staff understands that like edits never come from a place of like malice at all like it's only to make their work better and the more someone works the more they write the better it gets the less they need that type of editing exactly like edits are supposed to be constructive and helpful and if you're just taking them
0: as criticisms instead of like constructive feedback then it's obviously going to be a little bit toxic um conflict in the classroom I know my staff has been pretty unproblematic I mean an all-girl staff who's pretty tight-knit I would say hasn't Mm -hmm. faced a lot of conflict but I know your class is very diverse lots of juniors and seniors boys and girls lots of different big personalities big personalities can you talk about that a
1: little bit um I think a lot of the time I mean our our publication can only work if everyone is doing their job um and if one person falls behind on something it can sort of mess with everyone else's stuff um and the more that that type of thing happens, the more people get impatient, um, and so I've definitely seen a lot of conflicts arise from people going back and forth about like, well, you didn't do your job, so now I my article isn't published. Um, I've been like added to group chats to like be, like people tattle to me about <laughs> each other's behavior, um, and so I think the biggest thing there is like just encouraging everyone to bring up their concerns in, like, kind and respectful ways, um, (laughs) and just, you know, trying to make sure that everyone is getting their work done on their own, and if they aren't, people are just, like, giving them a gentle nudge, (laughs) not, like, an angry push. (laughs) Yeah, exactly,
0: and I also think, like, we do have to keep in mind, like, this is also our staff's, like, first time, like, learning how to collaborate with each other, and they definitely might be friends outside of journalism. And so having to come to terms with handling these things in a respectful way, not in a high school boy kind of way, is definitely <laughs> a learning curve for a lot of them. Um, but yeah, it's they're learning.
1: They're, they're learning. They're it's... learning.
0: Now, I know this is also a problem on your staff with uh, the boys, and I'll just be honest here. Um, journalistic- Integrity or in, lack thereof. Lack, lack of integrity,
1: I'd say, yeah. I know on your staff that has been a problem. Uh, yeah, we've had a few run ins with ChatGPT and AI and people thinking they can get away with publishing work that is not their own. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And like the biggest problem there, like obviously it's damaging to that person and like they're not learning, but also like that completely destroys the integrity of our website. Like mm-hmm. having a site with plagiarized or AI work. Um, is like I mean that could damage our reputation so badly so making sure that that gets down that everyone understands like how much that's absolutely not an option Um, and since the first times we really encountered that it hasn't come up again Um, but one thing that I'm always cautious of is um, fabricated sources do you ever see that happening Mm -hmm. yes that
0: definitely (laughs) is a problem I think People, like, so our expectation at our publication is to have at least three quotes per article, and at least two of those have to be from different sources, usually interviewed sources. And so what tends to happen is one of those sources, people will ask their friend, and they'll say, hey, could I use your name for a quote? And they'll completely fabricate a quote and put one of their friends' names on it and write it off as somebody else's quote, when really it's a quote that the author wrote with exactly the message that they want in their article and so not only is it wrong it's also so obvious yes (laughs) so it definitely
1: is a problem and that's also like the complete opposite of how an article should be written like at least for me I write everything around my quotes exactly like it's always built off of what my interviews say exactly and it's you can definitely tell mm-hmm. when that's the case or when somebody has like a shell of an article and they're like I'm still waiting on quotes and you're then you like see the quote and you're like well, well okay. that fits a little bit too well yeah, for it to have exactly. just like gone in like that exactly um, how do you deal with that? Do you call people out on it? I don't call people out because, <laughs> I mean, I am I technically have
0: no, like, basis of me saying that. It's like, mm, this quote feels a little too perfect. <laughs> like, yeah. And so it's it's hard. It's a really hard thing to pinpoint. But I know, like, I've been asked for quotes like that. And I've been like, um, sorry, no. And so it, it it's hard to call out. But, I mean, it definitely is happening. You just have to do, like, a to everyone, I guess, yeah. just
1: to be like, hey, just remind you, you can't make up your quotes. <laughs> it's like,
0: yeah, I don't know. So yeah, and then also another thing, this isn't even like an integrity problem, but it's just that everyone gets their quote from the same like three teachers, and then like mm-hmm. same s- two
1: students. I have to ban a student. Yeah, and I, I mean, mean, we really ha- should ban a teacher, Dr. L. Yeah. <laughs> like I earlier this year, I was like, okay, so this this guy has been quoted five times this <laughs> week. <laughs> Like it looks like like I don't I'm pretty sure he's actually giving the quotes, but it looks like everyone's making them up, yeah, and just saying his name, like you can't have the same person quoted every single article, so i I banned him for four weeks, <laughs> <laughs> and then by the time he was unbanned, people had like learned to ask around and get yeah, more sources but good learning for them, definitely, there are people that and it's the people that are always willing. Um, and they're like enthusiastic about doing it, yeah. so you feel bad saying like, "Don't ask the teacher that loves to be interviewed." Exactly, because they give amazing
0: quotes. Like that's why yeah. people interview them. They have such amazing things to say. But then it's like, you're saying a
1: lot, you know? Yeah. If they're in it's every article, it's too concentrated. Yeah, it looks like we have a school with four teachers, exactly, and eight it's students. Like, okay,
0: really diverse. Um, so yeah, um, just what other like things have you kind of come into as being a leader? Things that you've had to deal with in the classroom.
1: Um, I feel like maybe more outside the classroom, um, there's been a lot of controversy Mm -hmm. that goes down. I think almost any journalist is going to face some sort of controversy, but um, I think you and I both have gotten quite a bit of people who will say like, well, this is biased because you didn't ask me what I thought. you know, if you want to say more about that. Yeah, I mean,
0: especially covering, like, really broad subjects, like, for you, it was the school board election. Mm -hmm. For both of us, it was Iowa laws. Mm -hmm. When we covered those, we definitely faced pushback from um, local, was she a senator? A state senator. A state senator, and she, we've definitely just come into conflict with people who have sort of disagreed with what we were saying but didn't want to explicitly say that as their feedback and so instead they would say that they, didn't, that they were offended, that we didn't ask them for their opinion or that we were biased and dealing with that, with that is really difficult because we know that we weren't biased. We know that we got the sources that we thought we needed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We didn't do anything wrong and other people having a problem with what we're saying isn't really our problem
1: yeah I feel like it's also a lot about like the way a subject is covered mm-hmm. like when we wrote about the new Iowa laws Senate file 486 we both took an angle that was very much what are the effects that this is going to have directly on students and teachers like mm-hmm. how are we going to see it in the classroom this year um, and I think some people legislators specifically wanted to talk wanted to talk about like why the laws were in place um, And so I think when you don't cover something the way someone wanted it to be covered, Mm -hmm. then they might see that as, like, you being biased, when it's really just, like, those are two different stories that need two different sources. Exactly.
0: And, yeah, I think controversy from the community. You could talk a little bit more about the school board election. That definitely ruffled some feathers. Yeah, I
1: mean, when you're talking about, like, any political situation where people are taking sides, that's going to be... a little bit controversial at least, Mm -hmm. but especially, um, you know, you see people who say you're biased or they disagree with the way you wrote something, um, and it's really hard not to take that personally, Um, but I obviously know that when people say things about my writing or they don't like what I wrote, that has nothing to do with who I am or even how I wrote it. Exactly. Like, it's very much about people don't it seems like a lot of the time people don't like what the content is, and so then they attack, like, the way it was made.
0: Mm-hmm. Or they like to just hear a voice behind the writing and make assumptions, mm-hmm. and then, of course, attack the writer. Yeah. And it always gets messy.
1: Yeah. So One of the craziest things I had heard was that I didn't write my own stuff. Like, I was accused of having, like, a ghost writer, <laughs> um, which... I kind of took it as a compliment. Yeah. It felt pretty good. I think
0: that's a compliment. But yeah, it's definitely, it's interesting to have these adults, these people in really respected positions criticizing our high school newspaper for not saying
1: what they want us to say. Yeah. It's even crazier to think that, like, adults in respected positions are reading our high school newspaper. (laughs) Hey, I
0: mean, (laughs) good for us. Like, yeah, it definitely (laughs) is. It's definitely a weird thing to come across this year, especially, I feel like. Is the first year that I've experienced, like, people from
1: outside of our school, like, giving us feedback on these articles. like that's, Yeah, I'm hearing from, like, my I heard from someone in Des Moines that was like, oh, hey, I heard you, like, wrote this article about the school board. And I was like, this isn't your school board. It's not your, <laughs> like, how do you possibly know? Yeah, but they do. And it's, that, and it's cool. It's awesome. Like, we're reaching
0: far. And so I think that is a really cool thing that we've come across as being leaders this year is that we've definitely, like, made some sort of an impact in our community, on our schools. We don't need yeah. to change things
1: and for the better. This episode of Voices in the Valley. I'm Jay Jepson. And I'm Aya Alshika. Don't forget to
0: subscribe to our podcast because these halls have so much more to say. Thanks for listening.